Mikey, do you stand for evil? And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have Evergreens in an Endless Autumn. So, Evergreens in an Endless Autumn is by Mac Ralston on creepasta.wiki. Uh, so you can check it out there. And, uh... Yeah, let's uh, let's just uh, dive into this one uh, with the uh, starting with the initial recommendations. Um, I'm going to recommend this one. I am going to personally recommend this one, and I will also recommend this one. All right. Well, let's see uh, exactly why we all recommended or partially recommended it. Starting with the rundown. I'm not going to feature the rock because, <laughs> although, oh, I, I got to tell you guys something early, like later. Um, that happened as a result of us doing the rock thing, but okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm. It's just, it's a hard gimmick, guys. Anyway, listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm going back to Nair Ator. That's fair. Um, because like that's fair, Ator. Yeah. Uh, pretty silly. Yep. Um, but yeah, so Nair, because we never get the name of the person who's narrating this. Uh, chronicles his existence as summer ends and a seemingly endless autumn begins and continues for six months. So far, anyway. It starts with a swift cycling of the sun across the sky, a cool breeze, and a strange blue sky that bleeds over the land of Nair's town, Valley Gleam. At first, the leaves all change very quickly before falling to the ground, and gourds and pumpkins begin growing at alarming and mutative rates. There is a sickness that starts taking people, turning them into orange rotted husks, while others seem immune to it. Cattle and animals die, buried by several feet of dead leaves and consumed by fungal growths. Eventually, after a week of chronicling these rapid days of darkness, the week turns to weeks and then to months, with the survivors huddled in their homes or braving the outside with that void blue sky and dragging the putrid husks of the dead out to the bonfires to get rid of the smell. The fortunate, or unfortunate side of things, is the survivors are able to live off the endless pumpkins, gourds, and corn. Though people's sanity have been understandably dropping. Um, The only greenery left in the otherwise blue and orange landscape are the evergreen pine trees. And in a way, the survivors are like those evergreens in an endless autumn, waiting or dreading the arrival of spring that, if it does come someday, may bring new horrors. Finn! So, that was, uh, yeah, Evergreens and an Endless Autumn. You can check it out on Wiki. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into our next segment, shall we? Alrighty then. Everyone tolerates the Grand Inquisitions! At this point, um, I've got a couple. Uh, I'm going to start with this one here. 
One such great squash of the Connecticut fields had, by that point, eclipsed the tire of my 68 Chevy like it were the moon. It has since engulfed it. The, the tire or the car? Oh. <laughs> I'm assuming the tire. <laughs> or the moon. Or the moon. Oh, God. No, don't get me wrong. I love I love this affectation uh, to the writing, like how like they're like using these like flowery prose and stuff like that. It gives it a, it gives the story a lot of character, but it also leaves some room for silliness and silly questions on account of some of the vagaries. Mm. <laughs> um, also, this is a quick aside. Kind of dip into actual thoughts for a second. Just I'm sorry. Um, we got a rough, we get a rough state location, and so I had to look up if Valley Glean, Connecticut, was a real place. Shocker, it isn't. <laughs> Still, lie, the first time I read it, I thought it was Valley Glen, and then I Val- just I never read it ever again. So I assumed <laughs> it was that until this morning. Nice. I was paying uh, attention when I was reading. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um still uh, I do like how the story does give us uh these like little context clues throughout as to where and when this might be. Um I think the vagueness in that regard is to the story's benefit personally, but like sometimes the vagueness does kind of cause some issues with like, you know, somebody reading it and is like what what is in, engulfing like obviously it's not actually eating the car or the tire or or is it <laughs> um back on that Growing later around <laughs> it akin to how like a tree would grow around a light post well i was even thinking just like in terms it's engulfing it in terms of like it's it's now become larger like it's engulfed it in size oh maybe not, yeah like not like it's being like it that kind of like literally grown in <laughs> it could have yeah it could have literally Depending eaten on the, the speed of how these are growing <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. because they are like growing at an alarming rate, and then like one even like rolls down a hill and and takes out the power by by smashing into a power line. So, mm-hmm. um, but I'll, I'll move oh. on to the next thing. I oh, yeah, what? what? Uh, are you going to mention that uh, engulfed is italicized? I'm sorry. I is it? Oh, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> Why? <laughs> why? Why is it engulfed? Why is it engulfed and italicized? I'm like scouring the other rest of the stories. Like, is there anything else italicized? Because like, it's I don't probably just to make emphasis on it. Like, maybe it should be bolded. Yeah, in that uh, that it's old chestnut doing all caps. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, or it's like, oh, that old chestnut. Maybe it shouldn't be uh, italicized because we none of us really noticed it except for, my, uh, for Mikey. Maybe it should be bolded. <laughs> yeah. Also, it wasn't a chestnut. It was a gourd or a pumpkin, I believe. Uh, it, it, that was a that was a play on word. Okay, I'll move on. <laughs> um, gonna go on to the next thing here. Uh, so, <clears throat> Clarabelle was always Mama's pig. And I had taken the bell around her neck with me as I plodded back up to our home, reverently holding it in my shiver, my shivering hands and wondering how to break the news to my wife that all the livestock, including her prized pig, were now dead. 
but there were bigger problems inside. Oh, okay. So at this point in the story is when I realized, so Mama and Nair's wife are actually the same person. Yeah. Yeah. I it, have a note on that. <laughs> and to be fair, I have heard that colloquialism where like a farmer, especially like in the older times, will call their their wife Mama especially if they had children at one point or if they're like an older yeah. like couple and stuff like that. Um, still, it was odd here. It was odd for me to like read here because as they never bring up children and I believe there is a line that made, uh, made me especially think that mama and the wife were two people, uh, two separate people. Um, I think it was when like he was calling for the doctor and getting poor mama some water. Uh, though rereading that sentence again, I realized that it also it it, it did uh, it does kind of insinuate that like Mama and the wife are the same person. Yeah. Um. At so first, yeah, I thought yeah. it was literally like his mother. Yeah. Then when it turned out to be he called the the wife Mama at that point forward, I just imagined Nair as Johnny Bravo. <laughs> yeah, Mama, I'm going story. fast. Oh no! Oh, Mama! Oh, okay. I was thinking. <laughs> Who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Will Ferrell's NASCAR racing character from uh, that one movie that he played. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, you're the, you're the, yeah, sorry, I, I saw. Oh, mama. Yeah, oh, mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The cartoon. I, I apologize. Yeah, you should. <laughs> but yeah, um, so it took me a second, like, or it took me to that point in the story. To realize, oh, that's a colloquialism, like a farmer colloquialism for like, um like the wife <laughs> or yes. the old lady or like this yeah, is like, a, a super dark Halloween episode of Johnny Bravo where it's a glimpse yeah. into his future when he oh, like mama. actually found a woman who could tolerate him and settled down with her and became a farmer. Yeah, exactly. And then it, it's like he can't have happiness. So like he, so all this horrible stuff happened. This cosmic yeah. horror happened <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, this is actually a lost episodes episode, <laughs> lost episodes creep pasta. <laughs> the lost episode of Giant Bravo. It is now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the end of my actual or my uh, my grammar inquisition. So um, I, I hand the torch and pitchfork over to Mikey. He stands for evil. All right. Well, you did a fairly good job. So uh, thank you. I have a run on sentence. That okay. this we, we story is literally with... <laughs> <laughs> this story is run on sentences. Uh, okay. Has a lot it's... of run on sentences, so yeah. I just chose one just because it okay. was, <laughs> it annoyed me. <laughs> the continued gusts of cold air struck the windows and rolled some of the gourds down the hills like oblong bowling balls. And the surges of power they caused by snapping power lines throughout Valley Glean rendered my CPAP breathing machine useless, and I dared not sleep that night without it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty long. Also, I just have to add this because um, I don't want to rewrite. I don't want to reread that sentence again. The attack of the killer grip pumpkins. The attack of the killer grip pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. That, like when I was reading the story, it was like like pumpkins rolling down a hill, like going after like destroying like a town is like basically the premise of of Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, where there's just tomatoes ro rolling down a street <laughs> attacking people. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, I think the second movie was better. 
I mean, to be fair, they're anyway. all parodies of like fifties horror and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then I have a conjunction junction. Ooh. And next stop conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It is an eternal blue. It was a heavy rain, heavier than any other that summer. Yet from where we were perched, Mama and I were dry as bones. It was a crisp air, nearly as crinkled as the leaves beneath our boots, and as cool and nippy as we had hoped for after the dog days had ended. It is as if a sponge has been left to soak in a bucket of paint, and day by day what little hint of orange or yellow remained in that sky slowly rots into blackish blue. It is not only the sky that rots, however, but the trees, the grasses, and the rest of summer's flora. It has since engulfed it. And that yellow specter, too, despite having only just arisen, reared his glistening head for what seemed to be only moments before ducking beneath the horizon again and shading the land in pitch-black darkness. It was that ever-so-green that was a comfort in some strange way to the both of us though the companionship of that tinge was only shortly lived. It wasn't her. But there were bigger problems inside. It now hurt to stare at for long periods, and the mere color dug into my jaw and rang the drums of the ears. It seems that even Dr. Sampson believes his rantings. Finn. Wow. That that really, like, drew on, like, what I'm probably going to bring up later about, like, the color out of space or whatever thing. Like, it really drew on, mm-hmm. like, the color being, like, the, the presence and the force of all their misery and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it was, mo- that, that was, like, mostly the color. <laughs> Yeah, everything else was fine. It's just the yeah. colors were weird. Someone God turned up the saturation and like <laughs> basically, yeah, and and then just like paused paused reality. Yeah, so that's just one season <laughs> eternally. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And for those unaware, Mikey does these it stories to highlight all the sentences that start with words that they probably shouldn't, like it's ends or buts, because there's always better words to use. Indeed. All right. And uh, Gamer, do we have a grammar in yellow? Yeah, a little bit. Cool. This first one, I feel like there's just some missing info. Uh, the quote is, the surges of power they caused, I'm assuming this is talking about the lightning. I probably should have Oh, no, that's the, uh, the, the, I think that's the, um, uh, oh, maybe... it doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, oh. No, sorry, it's sorry. When the uh, the oblong bowling ball, like the the pumpkins rolling down the hill and crashing into the power lines. Oh, okay. Either yeah. way, the surges of power they caused by snapped power lines throughout Valley Gleam rendered 
my CPAP breathing machine useless, and I dared not sleep without it. Thus ended the third day of August. The morning that followed, I had awoken with a strain in my eye, blah, 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 blah. So it's not said that the power became stable or not. Like, did Nair wait? Or did he just go to bed without, and like, hope for the best without his CPAP breathing machine? Like, it's yeah. not stated. It says, like, I need to sleep without this, with this. I have to. I'm going to go to bed without this now. Like, <laughs> immediately yeah. after that. Yeah, it definitely should have, like, like it's like... Throwing I caution to the wind, I went to bed anyways, or something like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I dared not, yeah, the end, I dared not sleep with it, without it. It's like, okay, so I guess you're just, you're going to die in a couple of days. From lack of sleep. Yeah, because that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like you're going to fall asleep eventually, so like maybe bring that up or something. <laughs> or you're gonna turn into a monster, like the uh, Russian sleep experiment taught us. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Call back. Wow, <laughs> from like seven years ago, eight. Yeah. Let's, let's be fair. That's actually closer to that's nine years ago. <laughs> yeah. And then you already even... like that's one of the few ones that like left an imprint, you know. And it's funny is that you were on the. I'm I'm assuming you're making it off of your Patreon episode because like you weren't in the original episode that reviewed that story. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What's the other one that was like that that had DK movies? Oh, um it was a it was like something experiment. Uh I could look Russian it up. Russian sleep experiment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it God damn it. Uh it had, was also I, sleep related. Yeah, it was I think it was a, another sleep experiment in America though this time around. Uh I'm actually going to look up uh on my listing wait it should be like one of the early episodes i was in next probably have it in my archives because yes i have archives uh it was the sleep paralysis experiment or no the heart no it was the harbinger experiment there you go that's what it was yeah because yeah it was the harbinger experiment which was episode 168 (laughs) yep and we're at episode what now uh we are bordering onto 500 episodes i think we're on like 491 90 this episode will be 493 god damn um also that was back in in 2017 when we did that episode so yep yeah eons ago that's been a while Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i shall move on Mm -hmm. bent over them like crooked jagged guardian angels were the barren trees that spread their leaves far and wide, so far and wide that not even a blade of browning grass saw the sun. So for me, I was having a conflicting visual here, because okay. when I hear barren tree, yeah, to me, I see that like there's no leaves on it at all. Yet, when I first read this, it mm. sounded like it's saying that yeah. the leaves on them were ca- casting so much shadow that no. it blotted out the sun, basically. <laughs> But that's not what it's supposed to be. No, meaning. it's meaning what like, I eventually realized after having to think about this is yeah. I made the wrong assumption here. And for clarity, I should say something like the barren trees that had dropped their leaves far and wide. Yeah, because spreading the leaves. Yes, that is what they're doing. But that has multiple um, definitions. Yeah, you know? you're, you're like, you're, this is yeah. this is also like a supernatural weird season of like weirdly growing plants so what's to say that the trees didn't like continue to grow and spread out the leaves more like spread their branches more basically yeah 
Yeah, like I understand. Like, uh, yeah, it's like I could, I see what you meant. Like, or like, like you, you, you made the wrong assumption, but I can see why you made that wrong assumption. That should be clarified. <laughs> yeah. Or another way would be, or the barren trees that spread their leaves far and wide onto the ground. Yeah. Like, basically, make it idiot. <laughs> yeah. So people can't uh, assume the wrong things. People being me. Because every, everyone else didn't have a problem with this. But I'll move on. Then I asked of, of him, uh, this is when Nair's talking to the, um, the doctor. Then I asked of him, why then, quote unquote, both of us were still breathing what little air we had, but he didn't know. I did, however. We were the evergreens. So I think this is meaning to have Nair ask the doctor the whole line, because it makes more sense that way. Because the way yeah. that it's quoted, he's saying, why then? And then he, at then it cuts to the narrator showing both of them breathing what little air they have. Like, meanwhile, I feel like it makes more sense if he was straight up asking why both of us were like, why are both of us still breathing what little air we have? Yeah, while everyone else is dead is what he's asking, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, it, it's for some reason they just the the author decided to put why then in quotes like as as part of like. Like separate that from the from what the narrator was saying is the like the like it's it's clearly done for some kind of emphasis, but like it it's it's odd. <laughs> but on the phone, he's straight up asking the doctor yeah. why both of them are still breathing the air they had, but that whole quote isn't quoted. You know, no, like like I said, like it's it, he's it's doing like why then, but like and then like for some reason, like I guess for like maybe emphasis for that is like to get the reader's attention here. Um, and then it dives into like, then he paraphrases what he said on the phone, which is, yeah. Paraphrase it. And then described exactly what he said after. Like, yeah, it's strange. Mm-hmm. Personally, I would like that stretch out a bit. Cause there's not much dialogue in here anyways. And adding that little bit extra adds a lot in my opinion. Fair. But that's all I got for him. Okay. Uh, then I suppose we'll move on to actual thoughts. I'm going to start with the image. I was going to say. Um, it's perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I don't, like to me personally, like it's, it's a pretty good representation of the title and also the early days of the situation that's going to be described in, in a few moments. Um, I so, guess. Like, yeah. I was going to suggest maybe turning up the saturation more. I like suppose. Messing yeah. with the blue sky more. Cause there's a lot of emphasis on how unreal the sky is. Meanwhile, the sky there looks pretty normal. Well, yeah, because this again, like this is sort of like the it. What's well, showing a photo that like That's probably day one uh, or day two? Exactly, yeah. Like this is day one, and you can see there's an evergreen in there, uh, amidst a mount a, a countryside of orange, and then like some yeah. blue. Yeah, the one thing I might alter is like get rid of the clouds and make it, that make that sky all pure blue, like just a pure blue sky. Um, because that is sort of what's mentioned in the story a lot is like there's no clouds. Yeah, but other than that. Um, yeah, no, th- like to me, it was like near damn perfect. <laughs> um, like didn't have anything, n- any other issues with it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you guys have any other issues aside from what Gamer just brought up or? No. Cool. Gamer, do you have anything else to do on that or no? No. Okay. Uh, then I suppose I'll move on to the next thing I have. That same cold breeze as sharp and as bitter as a dagger at midnight 
still cuts through the piles of shriveled brown bodies that line the streets, and the deep blue hue of the sky has saturated to a shade beyond what any of us could could have ever dared to comprehend. I hope the shriveled brown bodies that line the streets are like a flowery description for dead leaves on the ground and not like the townsfolk. It could be either. Update. It could be both, honestly. Update. Um, It wasn't just flowery descriptions <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly <laughs> yeah. as we find out because like they're dragging because like even i think it mentions like near the end it's like yeah they're dragging the bodies like out to like uh bonfires and leaving like uh, they're still like lined like bodies lined on the streets like oh oh that was foreshadowing <laughs> that was mm-hmm. that was foreboding <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but um <laughs> i'll move on to the next thing here that afternoon, as the last of last of the summer's warm breezes clashed against the howling winds of autumn's birthing pains, there was a great storm that rattled the house and shook the trees, dumping a great many leaves into the yard and scattering them about. Wow. Okay, connective tissues time. While I did choose this, like, because it had a fall thing and like for in preparation for when it gets posted, it'll be like fall and stuff like that. But that was like a couple of weeks ago when I chose it. And then like, as I was reading this story in preparation for this episode earlier this week, um, we just had a very warm spell, like basically like a warm, like send off to summer uh, into in September that ended in a cold intro to fall with lots of rain and wind and lots of new fallen leaves. <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I came in from raking a bunch of leaves and then read this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm currently waiting for the, for the, for the weather to kind of like dry off the leaves so I can like, do a second round of of leaf blowing <laughs> to get rid of the leaves off our property but like yeah no it's like that because we had like that like, un- like basically we had second <laughs> we've had one summer yes what about second summer <laughs> was like yeah my my feelings about like the last couple of weeks and then that immediately dropped after canadian thanksgiving <laughs> like like prior pre canadian thanksgiving we had like super warm weather like summer weather kind of stuff post thanksgiving weather rain cold decline like the cold just like overnight literally overnight it dropped in temperature yeah like where we were worrying we were gonna get snow <laughs> so yeah it was it, reading reading the story i was like oh wow this is almost prophetic <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's my connective tissues time so i'll move on to the next thing here And that yellow specter, too, despite having only just arisen, reared his glistening head for what seemed to be only moments before ducking beneath the horizon again and shading the land in pitch black darkness. Thus ended the fourth short day of autumn. So the very shortness of the sun in the sky almost brings to mind a few. There's there's been a few short lived arg series like spooky like video series and vlog series on youtube and twitter uh that i've seen in the past of like someone reporting that they're living in a world where the sun isn't is either wrong like not appearing as it should 
or has just vanished outright and they're just living in a world of darkness um or that they've been dealing with this like vanished sun like oh the sun vanished for for 24 days and no one seems to remember it like that was a, a series on youtube I, I i was following that didn't really it, it's kind of stopped abruptly but um has sort of same idea of like a, a community dealing with with or getting caught in a temporal state of, that defies logic and physics <laughs> So I thought it was kind of interesting. Like the, the, the kind of gave me this, that same vibe as this. Um, and actually as it goes on, my, my notes do deal with a lot of like, the story is very cosmic horror. Like what happens when a small town is, is, uh, is stuck or trapped in dealing with, uh, some kind of like eldritch force or some kind of like unknowable force may not be eldritch may not even have any kind of designs behind it. Just some natural, some, unnatural or cosmic force that is just affecting the world around them. Um, and that actually kind of is a nice segue into my next comment and quotes or quotes and comments. Um, when we both had awoken to the brightness through the window blinds, I had wrongfully assumed her complexion to be a result of the color of the strange colors that emitted from outside. I was wrong. Her skin was now the shade of a duckling as if she were ill from jaundice and her sunken eyes were the deeper richer tint of the same color nearly orange her hair had been falling out in clumps and she had lost a tooth in the night so i just uh, so the story was giving me off like real serious like cosmic horror vibes and stuff like that i also can't help but kind of relate this to like the color out of space which is a lovecraft story about an alien color that descends down in a meteor and begins affecting a farming family and their land in very strange and anomalous ways before wiping them out and mutating things and then going back up into the sky um it's just kind of like can do that well yeah well that's that well that's just like it's a color that cannot be defined yeah. Like, uh, like they, it, it's that's the only th- description that the people are, that see it can like give it is like it's some kind of like energy entity or some kind of energy force or something that is that was trapped in this meteor and then it like hatched and is it has no physical presence except for like this visual cue that our brains can't really fully comprehend except that it's a color. Isn't there like a a magical color? That wizards refer to as that they can't explain it. It's like a bluish. Yes, reddish in whatever. um, it's octarine from uh, yeah. Terry Practice of the Discworld, which is a purplish limeish green color. <laughs> um, but um, the uh, and, and and to be fair, like humans can't like there are colors humans can't perceive. Like uh, the there's a type of shrimp that has like a bunch of like ocular like sensors in its in its eyes that like allow it to like see like colors that we've not we don't even, we can't even see on our spectrums. How do we know that it can see that? Science. <laughs> cool. Like I, I can't I can't give you the exact, but like I know for a fact that like scientists know that this thing can see more colors than we can. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'd love to see new colors. Yeah. Different without, different types without of without having to use drugs. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like yeah, I was getting a lot of like color out of space vibes from this. Um and um I think that actually continues on, but I'll move on to the next thing I have here. Mm-hmm. Um, the only hint of greenery to be seen were those few select trees that for 
whatever God's reason, never seem to shed their leaves, the evergreens. That's that's because they have specialized needles, not leaves, per se. For whatever God's which are, are. Which are adept for darker and colder climates. Whatever God's reasons are. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I just like, it's like, those aren't leaves. It's like, um, actually, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's like as a Canadian, um. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna um actually him, but I'm like, yeah, they're they're equivalent to leaves. And then I stepped in yeah. with my glasses. Yeah, no one could clearly. No one would um actually this. No one would be <laughs> foolish enough to do that on the internet. Hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But I'll move on to the next thing I have here. Mm-hmm. Um, she turned to me with a faded, cracked smile, and I stopped cold in my tracks. My wife was orange, and the thin skin that surrounded her beady, sunken eyes was a sickly brown. They were the same saturated tones as the leaves that fluttered across the lawn. Immediately, I tried to hoist her to my, to, I tried to hoist her to her feet but her weight nearly snapped between my arms. But her weight nearly snapped between my arms. That's okay. Um, (laughs) She fell back into the seat with another tired cough and shook her head a silent no. I clutched her cold hands in mine, still holding the bell. She took in a breath, which was increasingly harder to do as the fall continued and gazed up at me tearfully, her lips cracking audibly. I began to weep as she fell into herself. Oh, God. <laughs> so, uh, is it meant that... So, so I, I got a couple of things about this, this, the, this little paragraph. Is it meant that people beyond their farm have also been turning into leaves? <laughs> and that's why there's so many fucking leaves on the ground like it's not just like naturally like from all the trees and stuff and from like the forest it's also because people themselves are just like sh- like breaking up into into leaves or, or or and then like also again like not mean to compare works here but the idea of her like just kind of like slowly desiccating and like turning into this like yellow brown husk and then crumbling in on herself. That description almost fits the bill for the victims of the color out of space. <laughs> like they, cause the color out of space it, it is discovered is like, it has it's like almost like a radiation. It like causes like an intense alien bloom of like all the local foliage. And then it all starts crumbling to uh, crumbling apart, including the people and the buildings and stuff because it's sapping all the energy into itself so that it can grow basically everything gets thanos snapped kind of yeah um and they're not dead until like even as they're falling apart they're not dead they're just extremely lethargic oh great (laughs) like they are alive as they their their heads cave in and stuff like that and like their their bodies like fall apart (laughs) like it's really fucking creepy and cool Mm -hmm. um and then um uh uh, there's also like an earlier line that kind of gives off this color out of space vibe. Um, the screaming instead had come from outside beyond the window of which rich blue light 
seem to ooze into our farmhouse again kind of showing like that this 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 color that like of the sky and stuff like that is not natural at all as it like almost oozes into their house like the way he's describing it yeah um again lo- and, and this isn't me trying to like oh well this is clearly just a rip off of color space no 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 this is maybe yep. the author took inspiration from that and made this cool cosmic horror story um also like every Everything's been done at this point. Everything's yeah, no, yeah, in one way right. or another, well, whether you actually are taking uh, inspiration from it or if you just think it up, because there's only so many things that can be thought of. <laughs> yeah, and that, again, like, I'm not, again, I'm not, like, there's no shame in it at all, because, like, no, this is, not. like, this is a different take on it. Like, this is making, this is taking Absolutely. the, this is taking the, the color out of space idea, if that is the case. Although, I have to, I have to wonder, because uh, one of the um, the tags for this story, it says uh, Halloween Lovecraftian nature, and then like the author's name, Mac Ralston. So mm-hmm. Lovecraftian's right in there in the tags. So I gotta, I gotta wonder if like maybe there is some, like somebody read the color of space is like, hold my beer, <laughs> I'm gonna make my own version of it. Which I get kudos because that is you, you've nailed it for me. <laughs> um, like do this the is a really put the tags in, or do I don't know people tag um, it, it might be the moderators or it might right. be the authors or it might be lovecraftian um, just in the fact that it's like fucked up and the, weird yeah it's um that's like very it's definitely cosmic horror what's going on yeah. to this this town or this valley um but yeah so i was very excited because like i can really dig this whole like uh color out of space thing going on uh and then we get this part here uh it was meant the, the quote was mentioned earlier but i'm going to repeat it um he begged of me not to go outside, not to dare smell it. And I questioned him why, but he never gave a cohesive answer. He rambled on about leaves and lungs, the mutual exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide and how the earth itself was shedding. I, w- I then asked him, I-, I then asked of him why then both of us were still breathing what little air we had, but he didn't know. I did, however. We were the Evergreens. Okay, so it's like an allegory. The immune uh, the immune survivors to this phenomena are just built differently. And like how Evergreens are made different from trees with leafy persu- of, a, of a leafy persuasion. Yeah. So it, basically uh, I, all the left-handed people in the world survive. Yeah. Damn it, I'm down. <laughs> I'm dead. I, <laughs> I don't feel very good, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought that was real. Like, I thought that was a really interesting comparison because it's like, yeah, no, that that's really cool. Like the Earth's shed, getting like basically, if this is the act, if this is actually like some kind of like strange cosmic like cycle of the Earth, like just shedding itself of of people. <laughs> then yeah, it, or like it, it would be it would be using this as like a way to cull people to, like the population so that to a to a better a better manageable population. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Or it's some other force that's doing this, and the, there just happens to be that a percentage of the population is immune to the effects because they are built so, uh, different. Like there's just something in their in their in their genes or in their body. They are all left-handed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, still still a lot of questions, but I can dig this like cosmic horror going on here. Like I'm I'm down for it. And then we get this. Unfortunately for old Betsy, though she was not. Like that's literally. The, you know, okay, this poor dog. Yeah. I I knew it was going to happen, likely, in the story. But old <laughs> Betsy held on so long in the story. Yeah. I, I had hope. <sighs> I, I had hopes that she was left-handed as well. 
<laughs> well, let's get South Pod. South Pod, yeah, yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, she's North Pod, and yeah. she didn't. Also, the way she dies is like a little horrific. But like, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna add the story to the uh the, that website. Does the dog make it? <laughs> yeah. Does, does, does the dog die? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll move on from from that unpleasantness. Um, those of us who dared to step outside, perhaps with no alternative, our eyes covered and bodies wrapped in what warmth we had, to uh, took to throwing as many bodies as we could manage into the warming bonfires, the crackle. Now, sorry, that crackle. Now, day and night, along the hills to rid Valley Glean of the smell that keeps keeps many of us awake. I kind of feel like we should have an uh, an explanation, or at least give us a reason as to why no one has left beyond the valley and seen if there's anywhere else that's been affected. Like Mm. if some people have chosen to remain, that's fine, but it should maybe have mentioned that at least one or more people have gone beyond the borders and not returned. Um, Like the whole story oozes isolation horror on top of the, the cosmic horror style of this. But why, why are they isolated? Um, like what, what made yeah, Nair stopping them from leaving? Yeah. It's like what made Nair mm. even question uh, if there, if this was only, if this was happening any uh, everywhere else or not. Cause that's actually mentioned in the story. Like he, he, he questions like if this is happening anywhere else or if it's just, yeah, but he makes valley. no roads to try to do that by like, he doesn't call anyone. I don't yeah, know well, the time frame, but it doesn't, well, he doesn't so, check the internet, the news. Yeah, like we like CPAP machines like been around since since World War II. We it's definitely after '68 because he has a Chevy, <laughs> a '68 Chevy. Um, so like any our cars not working. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we know we we know they have them. <laughs> so like that's oh. yeah. There's just some just some things in this uh, that I think could be addressed with like a bit more near the end of the story, like just like a sentence or two, just like Not explain near like, the end of the story. When this first starts happening, we need to know why everyone it, all of a sudden gets the whole, like why everyone basically just turns into the, this is fine dog. Yeah. Like then they just stay there and wait until they die. <laughs> oh this is it's, this is fine dog with all the fire, but all the fires been replaced with just leaves <laughs> or <Yes>. leaves. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as we heard earlier, all the cars were engulfed by pumpkins. See, if that would have been explained, like they, like all the all the cars. Oh my god, it's a Cinderella analog. All the cars have turned into pumpkins. Wow, I would love as ridiculous as that would be. I would love that to be like the 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 explanation. There is just like it's just all yeah. No, the yeah, pumpkins like overnight. Just a pumpkin grew where there was a car in every oh, yeah. single person's driveway, and it grew to a point where it engulfed enough of the car. That it couldn't move anymore. Well, because and it, that would make it's sense. Like because, nature like, is targeting, yeah, uh, their cars because like this, this hurts the environment. Grow a gourd there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like the Captain Planet skit. It's like tree, 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 tree. tree. Like it's like Captain Planet turning people into trees. It's yes. like pumpkin, pumpkin, gourd, corn, gourd, corn, pumpkin, pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkin. <laughs> this was taking place nowadays, though. Um, all the people with like electric cars would survive. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, it, Mother Nature would be like, that one's not hurting the environment. That's fine. I mean, that technically it is like long term because like the lithium mining. <laughs> Do you think Mother <laughs> Nature batteries. knows that? 
Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I, it does even say early in the story, like, uh, the pumpkin vines and like the gourd, like the vines that grow these pumpkins and gourds and stuff of like that, like creeped in at an alarming rate through town. <laughs> so like, yeah, I could see them like, just like these things, like re- creeping underneath like cars and stuff like that, and then just forming pumpkins and just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was like, just like a, a little bit, like a few sentences just to like explain why people aren't like trying to escape uh, Valley Glean or like, like why they've just decided like like or has has that maybe been like a, an effect of the color is just like they are like sort of like in the color out of space um the the farm farm family doesn't leave their farm because they've been like struck with a uh with a uh a uh, a sort of <laughs> yeah um the smoothest of criminals the color <laughs> yes <laughs> you've been struck by a smooth color <laughs> yeah, anyway um but like no, they've been hit with like lethargy. Like they don't want to move. They don't want to leave. Like they are, yeah. they're compelled to stay. Um, because of like the energy that's being drained of them. Um, but yeah, so just just some some little like tweaks or like some little additions could have like helped that. I think just like that little like gripe I have. Um, and then my last quote and comments uh is going to be this. We pray daily that the warmth of a radiant spring will thaw the once lively town of Valley Glean and end this endless fall. I only fear if an impending spring buds what fauna or flora lie in the wake of autumn and winter's chill back to life. Perhaps this eternal autumn is sparing us from whatever, whomever else may spring along with it. I really like that last foreboding bit. Like, very cosmic horror, very Lovecraftian. Love it. Yeah, like, it might be good, or, like, springtime might be good if it does come eventually, or some new thing might bud or spring to life in the wake of spring that isn't friendly to humanity. Um, Like, or what if, like, the people who have just, who have died they grow back as like pod people. <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole story is, has this like apocalyptic vibe and it's, it, it could almost be classified as like micro apocalypse, which is a subgenre of apocalypse genre that it's like an apocalypse that only happens to a localized area, like a town or say a Valley. Um, and again, very much in line with the color out of space. In fact, legitimately i was like reading this as i finished the story i was like i could probably adapt this to call of cthulhu or delta green using the color out of space as uh as the mythos force for what's affecting the region like because it's something because it's 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 very similar to the color out of space but it kind of amplifies what it what it the the region it does and what it does like it, it's definitely got like that presence of that of that story in this, but it's like kind of taking it in a different angle. It was like it's not just affecting a farm; it's affecting the entire goddamn valley that this town is in. Yeah, uh, or perhaps even the world. Like maybe the what if it's like Earth has just like um, traveled through a color, like literally a, a nebula sized color uh, in space, um, and is now and that's like why like it's it's affecting the whole world itself. Um. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, really dug it. Like, by the end, I was like, I'm here for this. Yeah, the dog died, but, like, you, it, 
they call it old Betsy. I assume it's an old, it's a good old hound. It's probably had its, uh, it's had a good life. <laughs> yeah. And and it, it's also not the only thing getting killed. Like everything in this town, except for like a few handful of survivors is dying. So it's like, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You can't really get mm-hmm. into the, the horror of like the quote unquote realism of it. If it's selective. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's only targeting humans and, or only yeah, bad well, the humans, fact that, you know? Yeah. The fact that it, yeah, it, like as soon as like, this thing like started like happening is like oh that we're gonna we're about to see some like some like all the farm animals start dying off and stuff aren't we and sure enough yeah we got that that um, being said it could have actually just targeted humans because if it is mother nature like calling um, the earth it might be like there's too many humans the, so the uh, yeah. animals aren't fucking with everything the humans are except that the the animals that are being picked off like all the cattle and all the the farm animals and like the dogs they're domesticated animals. They're not wild animals. So, like, we don't know what's happening to the wildlife, but That's we know, true. like, but we're we're seeing what's happening to the domesticated life. Yeah. So, yeah. That's again, like, yeah, like that's that's my thing on that is like, it, and also like Mother Nature, like, for if for Mother Nature be that picky of like just picking off humans, like that's fairy tale stuff. Mother Nature is not selective. <laughs> like, no. she she definitely works in broad strokes. <laughs> just like like oh i need to get rid of this like fly nuke <laughs> <laughs> nuke it from mm. order it's the only way to be sure yeah. <laughs> but yeah um so yeah that's that's the end of my my actual thoughts i like i'm i was really digging the cosmic horror and really kind of seeing that 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 color out of space bleeding into this story like through my thoughts as i read the story but uh, those are just my comparisons. I again, I don't. We don't know if the author was inspired by that. It's just kind of an assumption. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, Mikey, these stands for evil. All right. Uh, my first actual thought here. I have a quote. She gripped me with one hand, coughed into her other hand, as it trembled, extended the sprinkled red along her yellowed fingers. To my eyes. Uh, Here's blood in your eye. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like it's just describing. Like oh, she she well she coughed up blood like because like there's something like basically she's having like some kind of lung infection or like some kind of like that's like what I thought. But what's why is it referring like to to my eyes i think i think maybe like like him seeing it or something like i guess Not actually yeah. going into this. it was being poetic yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i understood that it's just showing him but the fact that moving the hand to his eyes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> blood in your eyes yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. and then um before uh, we got the uh, visual of her sort of collapsing like a leaf or whatever. Yeah. Um, I was originally thinking that she was turning into a pumpkin. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like I also like again, like I thought it was like she was turning into leaves, but I think it's more she's just like turning into a dried husk. But yeah, no. The, or- said, the it seemed like she was getting heavier because when he tried to pick her up at I was... the end, yeah, she like fell through his arms because she was heavier. That's that's true too. Maybe she was kind of becoming like a rotted gourd, yeah, <laughs> or like a rotted pumpkin kind of thing. Yeah. 
All right. Um, and my next uh, actual thought here. Is this the beginning of Pumpkinscape? God damn it. <laughs> Everything is pumpkins. Yep. Damn right. Or, well, this is certainly, it seems like it's the, uh, the, the beginning of Fallscape. <laughs> Gordscape. Yeah, Gordscape. Everyone has to be named Gord. <sighs> yeah, yeah. God, now I'm just picturing like everybody's just turning into my uncle. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, that's no offense to my uncle, but that's horrifying. <laughs> wow. You know he listens to these. I, I would actually be impressed if Michael Gordon listens to these. <laughs> well, he will now, at least this one. So we'll get back <laughs> Yeah, somehow. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so my next actual thought is after he goes outside in his PJs. Yeah. To With shoes. find. He did get. Yeah, with shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slippers, weren't they? No, I think they were boots, weren't they? Uh, Doesn't matter. Either way. Yeah. Anyway, after that, he's talking to the doctor, and he tells him not to go outside and breathe the air. To which my response is, "Well, it's a little too late for that advice." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it's like a prolonged exposure to the air is a problem. Well, he, obviously, yeah. like obviously, yeah. other people are are having the same illness that like his his wife is having so, in town because it seemed like the doctor was getting swamped like back in town. So yeah, so like yeah, it's just like again, this is a small town. It's probably like if I had to guess, it's probably in the seventies. Maybe maybe it's in like the eighties or nineties or now. It's kind of hard to say when this this takes place, but like I kind of picture it as like an older time, like. Post sixty eight, <laughs> but uh, so like maybe it's just like it's a small town, so like maybe like it's harder and like with all the weirdness and confusion that's going on, it was harder for people to like get word out that like shit's going on, or like people just assume like oh everybody else kind of knows like what's going on, <laughs> kind of thing. I kind of hate yeah. that though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then uh, like we get the first few days, and then. Suddenly, it's like six months yeah. later, and my thought process: Well, what is he surviving on? And yeah. then it's like, oh, he's just eating all the pumpkins yeah. and whatnot. It's explained, but the the <laughs> first thought was like, he has a CPAP machine, which probably doesn't have any power to use anymore, and so he's not getting the oxygen that he needs yet. He still is eating. <laughs> yeah. And he's eating all the pumpkins. Okay. Yeah, it is like, explained yeah. a lo- really late. Yeah. yeah. Like how they're, they, they're all eating. I feel like that should be brought up a lot earlier. It's it's a prioritizing thing in the story. But this is a story mm-hmm. about surviving an apocalypse. Yeah. It, it's brought up in the in the intermediate weeks. Like, I, I mean, you can assume that, like, they had some food saved away in their house for, like, the first week and then it starts paraphrasing like oh it's week week turned to weeks weeks turned to months and now it's been six months and then it kind of goes in eventually like to like what they've been feeding on or eating on some of that yeah yeah Yeah. all right so the the next actual thought i have here i have a quote 
All we know is that the days grow ever shorter, some seemingly less than mere hours. What used to be hours. So, uh, thinking about it and uh, going to the nth degree. Uh, <laughs> so, hypothetically, if uh, the days were to continually get shorter. Yeah. So, instead of when you hit the winter equinox, they continue to get shorter instead of getting longer again. Um, the when you get down to it, it, it takes about um, you get about like a was it one minute every three days or something when the days are getting longer uh, on average, which when it gets to the equinox, it's actually closer to like one minute every day. So I just did a quick Google search of how long the shortest day is um, and got seven hours and 14 minutes. Yeah. So if we assume that the degradation were to continue to approximately two minutes a day, then after six months, the daylight hours would be four hours and 14 minutes. So, but after doing all this work, I realized, oh, it's just the ramblings of a madman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, because like, like I, I, the way I cast, I was like, well, <laughs> what used to be hours? It's like, yeah, like when, when, <laughs> when the light, when the day cycle is unreliable as it is in the story, what are hours anymore? Because like <laughs> our hours are based off of a cycle of of, of the sun rising and falling and like day yeah. day and night cycles. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that point, you could still use. Yeah, you can old cycle, but like, eventually, like everyone yeah. still has clocks set up to it. Yeah, but eventually, mm -hmm. like what, like even even like yeah, yes, you, people can still use it and stuff. But at a, a certain point, some people are just going to break on like what the fuck is the point? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And just to also continuing, like it. Well, where is the snow? Like, or well, does this spot not get snow? <laughs> well, well it, yeah, so it's Connecticut, so it would get snow, but like that's the thing, like it's in this weird, it's world, the world is, is no longer making sense. <laughs> it's in a perpetual <laughs> autumn. There's no yeah. snow in autumn. Exactly. Like yeah. it's, well, there's no autumn in, uh, there's no snow in autumn in uh, for certain parts of the states. <laughs> yeah. So the, the other thought here is that this just became uh, suddenly Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that world is so weird too. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um. Got a Game of Thrones crew, Boston. Then we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for the ending. I really didn't like it. Oh, okay. Why not? <laughs> Be because, like, it's the whole um, uh, what will spring bring if it does come was like, well, 
at this point, autumn is perpetual. <laughs> yeah, there there will no be no spring. Yeah, well, that yeah, but like still, people like survivors are still going to have some shred of hope. Is like, well, maybe in maybe it'll come, uh, it'll come eventually. Like they're hoping. Yeah. it's like they're, they're well, yeah, denial. there's hope. Yeah, but then it's also saying, oh, but what lurks in the spring that yeah. it's going to come <laughs> well, with it? Like, that, yeah, that's our uh, that's our nihilistic narrator <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, spring comes, but like, what's going to grow? Well, <laughs> like, what, what's going to if this is what's happening with fall? Like, what happens in spring? What? The way that I saw it is like, if this is what happens in fall, what the fuck's winter gonna be like? Yeah, true. Fall? Yeah, because yeah. winter hasn't come yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just gonna be like it's just gonna be way worse. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, just like yeah. So like, color out of space takes over fall, like takes over fall for a while. Or you know, this could not even be the color out of space. It might be the fucking king in yellow. This might be like Earth finally being consumed by Carcosa. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, because of all the orange and stuff like that. fall is a very orangey yellow color. So um, fresh yellow. Yeah. Um, so like that's that's what happened there. And then like then like he or should not be named because I'm not saying the name. Um just like taps out and like, all right, Athaqua, you're up. <laughs> and then just like just tags Athaqua, the, the 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 walker on the winds in as like, all right, endless winter. <laughs> and we just get like horizontal avalanches uh, or like tidal waves of av- of snow coming across the land. It'd be a bad time. Oh yeah, it would be terrible. <laughs> and then people are turning into like horrible gaunt cannibalistic monsters and and then spring comes where Shabnigaroth, the, the black goat of the woods with a thousand young, who is the creator of all life and all its fecund and terribleness, um, is what brings up spring. It's like, all right, now that everything's dead, time to bring up my, my babies. <laughs> You're and not then, like it, <laughs> yeah. And, and then, Kathuga, the fl- the fire vampire, the lord of fire vampires, will come in for like, all right. You thought the dog days of summer were bad? <laughs> Hold my beer. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just scorched. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> and the cycle is continued anew as the Yithians look on in terrible wonder. <laughs> By then, all the humans are dead, right? Yeah, or like, or worse. <laughs> Yeah. They've been or they've been brought back in in Shubnigarath's image. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like lots of hooves, lots of eyes, mouths, and tentacles and branches. Yeah, it's <laughs> basically yeah yeah. I, I've kind of dipped right. I've just jumped like dove into the mythos for the story, <laughs> and rightfully so. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, no, like like I I I I can understand why like you guys or why Mikey didn't like. uh the ending but i'm i'm here for it <laughs> like this is like this kind of stories i read so mm-hmm. this is a lot of lovecraft stories like how they end <laughs> it's just like downers <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right well that's into my actual thoughts all right gamer you're up let's see what i have left so early on it says mm-hmm. the fall started just as as most often do, with a hot, wet summer that crescendoed into a clangy, thunderous lightning storm. Mama and I were out rocking on the porch step. She was on the drums, I was on the guitar, when the air began to taste of oncoming rain, and the song of the cicada swiftly stopped like a spinning record without a needle. But yeah, with how many musical references that are already in those sentence, sentences, yeah. it wouldn't feel far off if they were just out there playing music. Yeah, it's like, Nair's just like, you've been thunderstruck! Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, oh, they, they're actually, Mama and, and Nair are actually the cultists that summon the Eldritch Horror of, of Endless Autumn by accident through their rock. <laughs> yeah. It's like some Anderson Brothers uh, uh, situation from uh, from Alan Wake. <laughs> like, they they called down um, something and they had to bring, they, they, uh, they didn't mean to. Where they were called to like they they summon something through their mad through their music, <laughs> mm-hmm. but no, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah moving on, mm-hmm. so read for a while, got all the way to day five, like getting progressively more and more annoyed, because like by day five, Nair still didn't seem to care. I I kind of wish there was more. There was some dialogue going on. Like or going into town to see if anyone knows what's going on because it kind of feels like Nair never leaves his house ever, never doesn't have any friends and doesn't care that all of this has happened. Like I, that, I don't know about yeah. you, but by day three or four of this extreme weirdness, I'd be trying to see what's going on. Well, and that, that's the thing. Like that's that's you. Like this this sort of thing is actually very sim- uh, very common in like rural communities, like where they don't go into they they tend to keep to themselves. I guess, but even during like apocalyptic shit like this, yeah. No, I've like legitimately like a farmer won't go see a doctor unless their like leg is literally off their body. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, like like that's kind of a trend <laughs> or kind of a uh, like a might be a stereotype, but it's also kind of like a thing that you see you hear a lot in like stories that revolve like involving like farmers and like getting extra external help and stuff from things. Hence, why he waited so long to call the doctor <laughs> in regards yeah. to Mama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah after writing all that, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, after sorry. writing all that, the next paragraph that I read uh, had him call the doctor. <laughs> right after <laughs> me complaining that there was no dialogue. Yeah. So as if I manifested it, that happened. Yep. Granted, it's because she was really ill at that point, so he was forced to do it. Like he doesn't yep. want to find out what's going on. He doesn't want to get help. Yeah. It's it's weird. It. <laughs> yeah. It's weird to me. Yeah, I'll no, I understand. I, I get you. Yeah, like it, it's, it seems weird to you, but like that is something that happens. But yeah, I understand why you think it's weird. Mm. But moving, okay. There's some weird noises happening outside. Wakes him up. The screaming instead had come from outside, beyond the windows of which rich blue light seemed to ooze into our farmhouse. I had taken off my coat from the rack and made it a step down the creaking porch stairs. So. Something is screaming outside, previously referred to as squealing, so one can assume that something might be scaring or killing your pigs. Where's your gun? You're a farmer. <laughs> and you're in Connecticut. I yeah. America. Where's your gun? <laughs> yeah. Like Especially in, like, America. And, like, with absolutely yeah. nothing. Like, maybe yeah, he knows yeah. Kung Fu, but probably not. No, he just walks out in his, in his, uh, uh, in, a, in some boots or shoes and, uh, and pajamas, but no, he didn't bring a shotgun or anything like that. Like no. I call, I, I call shenanigans <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Cause like it wouldn't have done anything, but realistically probably should. If you're investigating a weird noise in the middle of the night. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's trying to protect his livestock and everything. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but moving on, the air was thin enough already, but when the Stretch had seized me. What? The stench. St- oh, what? It says stretch. I copy and pasted this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where? Which episode? Where, what? What? Uh. Hang on. Outstretched. 
There was then. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. But when the stretch had seized me, it should say stench. That's a, that's yeah. a grammar. That's a grammar inquisition. I found one. <laughs> we got one. Yeah. Like yeah. I absolutely read that I, as stench. I read that over too, sir. Yeah. Okay. Either way, I think I think even Mikey got uh, went over that one. Mm-hmm. We all did. Mm-hmm. But either way, the air was thin enough already. But when the stench had seized me, I gasped and burst into a fit of coughing and nearly vomited out on the floor. I grabbed the nearby CPAP machine resting beside the bed and pressed it to my lips as if it were a gas mask from the Great War and huffed and puffed. I could, for once in many days, breathe again. Have you not been breathing this whole time? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you've not been breathing this whole time? Yeah. Also, or, I thought how did, like days go by as he's like sitting there in his bed, actually like technically dead, and then the smell woke him up. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Also, the CPAP machine wasn't working because the power was out earlier. So, yeah, like, but it, yeah. then it I, is. I I don't know enough about CPAP machines to know that if they can like, I I don't think they I think they need to be like plugged in. Oh wait, man. I mean, modern ones. It's probably, irrelevant. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay. Sorry. What's weird is. If you're gonna say if the um the power is gonna be fluctuating to the point that it doesn't work anymore, then have it not work anymore. Otherwise, yeah. just ignore that and let the guy have it if he needs to have it for the story. I don't understand why it does both and doesn't explain either. Yeah, that's true. But mm. to my point here, mm-hmm. I could for once in many days breathe again. He has not breathed in many days. Like I'm sorry, I don't <laughs> understand. Mm-hmm. I truly don't. It is the only thing a, I can uh, well, think of is like, like I said, something happened and he's legally dead sitting I, there in bed, and then I, the weird smell comes in and wakes him up like smelling salts. Okay, I don't actually think that's the case. I think it's like he's using the CPAP machine, like, like so he has been able to breathe. It's just been like probably shallow breathing for like most of the. Maybe that's why he hasn't left his house and stuff like that, because he's he doesn't have enough energy, enough air to like in his like going through his body, this system to like do much outside of like move around the house so maybe it's um, i could for once in many days breathe easily again yeah that's probably what it should say yeah yeah another grammar one accidentally <laughs> how fucking dare you <laughs> it's fine <laughs> creeping in no here like that it. goddamn color <laughs> no one suspects it we know this yeah. no no one expects it but everyone tolerates it <laughs> yeah <laughs> including you yeah and then, yeah, my last note, I actually kind of talked about where it says, like, it's talking about how the fall's ending and, like, spring is, what's spring going to bring? And, yeah, winter's going to be way worse. No one's surviving. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good. This is this is a very bleak story. <laughs> it really is. It, like, appropriately so, honestly. But, <laughs> yeah. Unless just those that have survived this are going to survive any, like, well, I mean, anything if... coming. Like, they're the chosen ones well, to, like... I continue humanity like he said they are the evergreens so uh, they, they are like it's like you know it's you know that that line like, the way he says it is like we are the evergreens it's like it's basically the line from walking dead where like um the main character in that like i think after a couple of volumes is like we are the walking dead like i saying like the humans who have survived are the walking dead because they're just kind of going through the motions of trying to survive yeah um but yeah in this case like it's it's like that like um like maybe maybe the, the these survivors will or like a, another uh, maybe like there'll be like a, another calling of like some of the survivors will get picked off by the endless winter 
and then like the survivors will serve like will some for some reason the survivors will be able to cope with the, with the cold and survive through winter so like maybe there it will be a small tribe of humans by the by the time they reach the eternal spring <laughs> also i gotta say you gotta stop calling them eternal or an endless because they're not i know endless when they stop <laughs> <laughs> I, I the story suggested that there will be a spring all right so oh like... yeah as far as we are concerned in this story it is literally an endless fall that will never yeah. ever end yeah it will it's the fall mm-hmm. that never, never ends. Ends. it just goes <laughs> on and on, on my right some people started started dying. <laughs> Some people started sickening, not knowing what it was, and they'll complete continue sickening until they all die. Just God. because, just because. <laughs> oh, no. oh wow! All right, so yeah, that's, that's the end of your okay. Yes. Well, let's move on to final thoughts. Um, still going to recommend it. Um, it's an autumn themed cosmic horror scenario um in more ways than one <laughs> like like it's a scenario in like an idea or like a situation in the story but also it's very good fodder for me <laughs> to to potentially use for a cthulhu game or delta green game oh yeah we got um, through your notes without talking about tabletop rpgs at all i did mention at the very end of my actual thoughts about like using it for delta green or call of cthulhu never mind <laughs> <laughs> that um, that's fine uh yeah there's a few things i'd like ask or like added or like for clarity and such but otherwise it was a cool concept and i even enjoyed the overall bleakness of it um it was sufficiently lovecraftian uh for me so that's why i'm going to recommend it is like it was if if this was inspired by like lovecraftian stuff and like the color out of space and all that they did a fine job at conveying that so Lovecraft would give a hard thumbs up to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, Mikey, these stands for evil. Alright, well, I also got Color Out of Space vibes and uh what was it? Like everything dying, but and yet he's still alive even though he's breathing the air. Just because there's something in the air apparently. Uh <laughs> And, <laughs> and I, I would have liked it to have uh, gone the way it was mentioned earlier, that the, the domestic animals are dying, but why not have, like, wild animals show up? Um, and, like, uh, this, this story to me seemed very Thanksgiving-oriented, so I really would have liked a giant turkey. Yeah, the rise of the turkeys, just like because they're not because turkeys are that fine line between wild and domesticated. Because <laughs> like because yes, farmers domesticate turkeys for like Thanksgiving dinners and stuff like that. But turkeys exist in the wild, like naturally, like they like they are out there and stuff like that. So cows are too, and pigs aren't they? No, but cows and pigs are are definitely deep seatedly like domesticated. Like they were. Yeah. In North America, they were imported from like the Europe and, and like the old world and such. Like oh, really? turkeys are actually turkeys are actually from North America. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now you get like uh, like Hogzilla or whatever that's wild and <laughs> yeah, but those uh... are just basically <laughs> yeah, those are domesticated pigs that have bred with with wild boars that have just become like monsters. 
<laughs> I think that's what I was confusing it with was boards. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So it was a, a, an okay story. I just didn't like the ending because uh, with my my calculations earlier about the the world tilting and the days getting shorter and shorter, there's something really going on with the uh, world. Yeah. <laughs> For the days to continue getting shorter, it means that the uh, world is off its axis. That they're off its axis, or it's just getting its orbits just uh, just accelerating away from the sun. <laughs> well, with the days being shorter, wouldn't that mean that it's spinning faster? Uh, that's what causes the days. It's the spinning. Well, actually, of there's the also itself, the rotation. Also, the, if the axis was moved, it would it would also alter like the days and such as well. Like the, for for a certain area, anyway. Yeah. 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 Because like that's where that's why like um that's why like up in the north. Like uh, in Alaska and such, that's why they have twenty eight days of uh, of night. Like they have a whole yeah. month of night uh, because, and then like they equally they have like a, they have times where like the sun doesn't like actually go down for for days on for like weeks on end. So because mm-hmm. of the the axis of the Earth um, and like the position of like how the Earth like is rotating and ha- like in view of the sun. So you know what I thought about just now mm-hmm. that I didn't think about before and wish I had a note on it that I can bring huh? up now. Sure. <laughs> um, if this is all happening here, is there like elsewhere in the world? What's going on? Like, is well, there and, an eternal winter happening somewhere else at simultaneously at the same time? And and that's well, that's the thing. Like, we don't know because it's this is a localized horror for right now. Yeah. Like, the story is only showing us the lens of this valley in this town. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Like there, yeah, there, there could be an endless winter going on on the other side of the world right now. Yep. It's basically like the world has turned into like a video game planet where it's one different seasons. <laughs> yeah, one season all the time. Yeah, there's different zones now. Mm-hmm. So this is the desert zone. This is the winter zone. Doesn't matter when you get here. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> yep. Could have sworn it was summer when I when I walked between zones. Like, no, it's winter now. <laughs> there's a fine line of just snow and and green grass. Yep. Yeah, so I, I I didn't really care for uh, the ending. Like I said, like oh, there's we're in a bad situation, but will it be worse when spring comes? It's like, well, I don't um, think spring's coming, but I think that's a little hopeful. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be worried about yeah. the next season, not yeah. the next next season. Yeah, yeah, I like well, how I, I, I do. Yeah, sorry. Uh, well, I'd be worried about the next day. Yeah, because yeah. they're surviving. Yeah, yeah. I um, like. I hope they are like they're like pickling some of the that the that those veggies that they're those gourds and veggies that they're eating because like if if they like they have he's just he's just guessing that like they're just gonna skip past winter and go into spring. <laughs> it's weird that he well, assumes that though. Honestly, yeah. And then there's the other thing, like the um, food. Like, yeah, you're surviving on. The just these veggies, but that you're going to be missing some nutrient. Well, yeah, that like you that's, probably really need. <laughs> but I mean, that's also like the, an apocalypse situation. Like, yeah, like I mean, at some point, there's going to be some like like they're they're probably not doing good, <laughs> but they're like it's help. They're surviving for now. <laughs> they're not managing mm-hmm. their like 
macros and micronutrients and shit. Yeah. They're just trying and to not die. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe some beans are also growing on top of like the corn. It says like corn gourds and pumpkins are like flourishing. And so that's what they're feeding off of. Maybe there's some lentils, which will give them the proper proteins they need. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, you're right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> or it's like, fortunately, we won't have to worry about meat. We've seen some birds, although they're the size of cars. <laughs> <laughs> the turkeys are coming in. <laughs> we can finally talk. Hunting uh, season. Hunting season. And then next it's like, oh, God, is we, it, it's hunting season, but we're the hunted. <laughs> yeah. We're like raptors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just hear like a horrible, like, gobble gobble sound like off in the distance like <laughs> the a horn a horn sounds like they're coming get to shelter the turkeys <laughs> the turkeys wow <laughs> i could not resist well done sir you've learned well <laughs> but i feel like as soon as you do that it becomes ridiculous and not scary anymore i mean it that's objective <laughs> yeah <laughs> like being so, as usual yeah being in that would be terrifying but yeah. as an outside source it seems ridiculous yeah depending depending on how it's actually conveyed like i'm generalizing it's like oh like I, i'm giving it like that plot is like generalized somebody could write that to be fucking terrifying yeah <laughs> it's like with the harbinger experiment and yeah. dk mode yeah uh Seeing that really. third person perspective, I was laughing and it was ridiculous, but seeing it in real life, yeah, yeah. that'd be fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, so overall <laughs> I'm still only going to personally recommend this. Okay. <laughs> and uh gamer. <clears throat> That's me. So overall I did like it. It was a good easy read. It was well written. I only had a, like a couple of speed bumps along the way. Where I had to think about what's going on and make assumptions, which I hate doing, but overall it was still pretty good. At first, I didn't know how this was going to get creepy, or how this was going to become an actual problem that it's just it's fall forever. Like it's just and then, a normal fall forever. It's like okay, <laughs> but then there's some things that's like oh oh that's how it gets a problem. <laughs> yeah, it did up the ante for the horror yeah. for sure. Uh, pretty much. Most of my questions got answered by the end of the story in regards to like food and community and all that, but I feel like it should have been brought up earlier. And yeah, for sure. Like even him not wanting to talk to other people, like it should mention that he's like he's self sufficient. He doesn't like talking to other people and asking other people for help or something like that. Yeah, like maybe maybe even you could even include it like subtly with like against all uh, against uh, against my uh my lifetime of uh of judgment i decided to call the doctor <laughs> yeah like something like, like does that does he not go into that. town to get supplies and shit yeah who yeah we don't and, oh, like, they, oh no it didn't say like he the, him and him and Ma, uh him and mama uh went uh took a walk out to into town and like the kids were running through the streets and stuff. so they do go into town Hey, that was like day one or day two, I think. They like went for a for a crisp uh, fall walk through town. Yeah, yeah, early on, but mm-hmm. like when shit hit the fan, you know. I yeah, they see, will. You, yeah, because going back into town when shit's hitting the fan, you could see what's happened to the town. Like I'm assuming the grocery store would be raided and <laughs> like 
There's no more children wandering through the <laughs> walking through the streets celebrating with the fall leaves because, like, except why are there mounds of leaves <laughs> on the streets? Like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, that whole like body situation very early on could be clarified with a, a very clear visual in that part where he gets back to town and there's just dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. They got down with the sickness. Yeah. Moving on. There's a song <laughs> that had like dead bodies everywhere in the uh, uh, chorus. I don't remember. Let the bodies to the floor? No, it's it's not important. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm looking it up though. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's my corn. Of course. Of corns. <laughs> of corns. And corn grows during this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> during we, this apocalypse. We got our connective tissues. <laughs> There's the theme song for this uh, story. Yeah, corn does dead bodies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, um, but overall, I did like the story. The the few things that bugged me about it weren't really enough to sour the mood. Maybe a little bit. So. Very high partial because overall I didn't really like it, and there's only a couple things that could be changed, but it wasn't enough to make me annoyed enough to make it a partial. Okay. Um. Well, I guess that'll do it for this week's episode. So, um, a recommendation and then two partial, or was it still a recommendation for you there? there? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> make it a partial. Fuck it. Well, I, take I that with finding, what you will. <laughs> I am finding fault with it. There are things yeah. that I would like changed with it, so by definition, that means partial for me. Okay, fair enough. Doesn't mean I didn't like it, though. No. So, take that with what you will. <laughs> uh, that has been this week's episode. If you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below, wherever this gets posted. Uh, we're all on Twitter. Mikey is at the East Stands for Evil. The Gamer Nail is at the Gamer Nail, but let that W at the end, because his name is very long. Yeah, it's a bit at this point. I don't have a choice. Yeah. And I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, I am also on Blue Sky, uh, so you can talk to me there or take a look at the creepy drawings and stuff I draw. I post there or some of the links and stuff I post. Um, if you'd like, there? Home Slice is there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as of this, uh, you can check out a, like a uh, Home Slice, the bog monster from our <laughs> episode uh, where we read the, the bog monster and I was inspired to draw the monster. <laughs> that we actually called Home Slice. <laughs> well, yeah. So you can check that stuff out there on my pro on my uh, profile. Um, you can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also leave suggestions for other creep pastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Select the back of your tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tiers for special episodes, early access, extra content. For our listeners that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. The void blue sky. (gasps) (laughs) Um, And if you didn't write these stories and share them online on the various creeppasta websites and such, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So, thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the Stands for Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. <laughs> <laughs>